0: his life for our freedom. Somebody say my freedom. freedom. Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 says this just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's important that we not only come to the church but we need to be the church. Amen? Amen. Things are opening up. Amen. Things are going back to a little bit to normality. But we cannot forget what we need to do. It was a season of send home. It was a season of shutdown for the church to wake up. Come on. And to get our eyes back on Jesus, get our eyes, our attention back on, on, on the Lord, amen. To sit at his feet, amen, just like Mary did, amen, and do what we need to do as a church. We cannot be divided. We got to stop holding grudges, and for some here today, you need to let go your past. Somebody say my past. Your past once and for all. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. We, we got to let go of some things, amen. Those things that drag you down. Those things that become anchors in your life that does not allow you to go forward. You know, as my brother was sharing, amen, there are things. He says, you know what, I, this is a, a life that I had. It takes some time. There, there are anchors that hold him back, but anchors that God can cut, amen, and let's set you free. So we got to move forward, amen, but the only way that you can go forward is to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. You need to let go of some things in order to experience, listen, freedom. We must operate in love somebody say in love love. and in unity somebody say in unity unity. these are things that must be function in our church these have to be the foundation that we as a church build on we as a church must be on the same page if we are to declare in 2021 in ephesians chapter 4 13 it says this until we come to such unity Then we will be mature. But it goes on to say in verse 14 and 15, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced by when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. The only way that we can grow as a church is that we need to come together. We need to be united, listen, not divided. Ephesians says, "Until we come to such unity." See, the problem with most people is that they don't like to let go of things. Come on. Come on, they 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 don't they don't like to hold on to the they, they like holding on to things. They like to hold on to these things, these hurts from their past. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Hoarders. Man, some of those places are pretty messy, huh? A lot of stuff going on. See, Hoarders, Hoarders don't let, they don't throw away nothing. They hold on to every single thing, amen. See, the definition, one of the definitions of Hoard is this. To keep something such as one's thoughts to oneself. One of the areas... That some people hold on to, or should I say, hoard on to, is unforgiveness. Do we have any hoarders in the house? (laughs) Come on, you, you may not think you're a hoarder, but you are. If you're holding on to something, you're a hoarder. If you're holding on to something and not letting it go, you're a hoarder. Listen, you cannot declare, listen, Cannot declare if there is bitterness in your heart. You cannot declare if you're angry, mad, resentful, due to an unforgiving heart. If you hoard unforgiveness, I'm here to let you know, church, you won't experience freedom. You won't experience freedom if you hold on to unforgiveness. You'll always trip over, listen what you're hoarding over or what you're hoarding onto I don't know if you've seen some of those episodes that you, you they climb over all kinds of things, right? You trip over things because you're hoarding you're hoarding on your all these things you 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 think you have it under control but you're walking and you trip over again because you have not let it go. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 to 15 says this. Since God chose you To be holy people. What kind of people? Holy Holy people he loves. You must say, I must. Clothe yourself with tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I I want you to say that with me, amen? Because this is something that we need in our character. Somebody say tender hearted mercy. mercy. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then it goes on to say, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone. Who? Anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. Somebody say, forgave me. So you must also forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always, always, always be thankful. Let me tell you, if you're going to move forward and let go of some things, you got to be thankful. I don't care what season you're going through. I don't care if you're going through a dry season or, you know, things are just popping up because of your past or whatever it may be. Be thankful. Come on, if you don't get nothing out of life... Be thankful for the cross. I said, be thankful for the cross. Amen. The cross was enough, church. And so we always can look back and reflect. All of us here can reflect on the goodness of God. All of us can reflect on what he's done in your life. Even though presently it doesn't look good, you can always look back and say, God, I remember that season. God, I remember that time you came out, you made it through, you got me through, and you'll get me through this one. Can somebody say amen? We must have a forgiving heart, PCLV. And I want you to I want to minister this most, uh this morning on a two-part mini-series entitled Freedom Through Forgiveness. Freedom Through Forgiveness. How many want to be free here? Amen. If you want to be free, say somebody say that's me. That's me. If there, you want to be free out there on Facebook, type it in. That's me. Come on, we, we want to be free. I don't think anybody wants to be tied down. Amen. He just said right now, I don't want to go back in there, right? You want to be what? Free. free, amen. Come on, nobody wants to get locked up to their past. No one wants to get locked up to 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 some things that, that God has already paid for. Come on, your debt's been paid off, amen. Come on, you got a clean bill, amen. God has laid down his life. He says, you know what? I declare you forgiven. I declare you to be free, amen. We have been free by the blood of Jesus. How many want to be free in this place? Then tell your neighbor, then forgive. If you want freedom, church, you're going to have to let go. And you're going to have to let go of some things that are current and some things that are back there. And you know those things because they're anchors in your life. There are violations of the past. There's abuse in the past that you are holding on to. And you cannot experience freedom because it holds you back. Why? Because you're not letting it go. God is willing to cut it, but you're not willing to let go. So what you do is you remain there and says, this is as far as I can go. This is all I am because I don't want to let that go. But until you let it go, you'll never, listen, ever experience freedom. You'll always be tied down to that past, to that situation, to that certain place in your life back there. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit. He's already here. How many know that He's already here? We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and take away. Listen, you got to tell Him. You got to be honest. If you really want to let things go, church, if you really want to experience freedom, in these next two messages, I'm here. If you if you let it go, you'll experience the ultimate freedom. I'm going to tell you, you will smile, and that that smile won't be fake. Come on, because we know how to smile fake. We know how to say uh, we're okay. We we know how to talk the talk. Come on. But we to, to really experience it, no, this smile is a real smile. Because let me tell you, we can notice a fake smile from a real smile. Come on. We, you, you can sense that in a person. But we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and take away. Somebody say, take it away. take it away. Take away what you've been hoarding onto and ask him to clean our hearts out. So let's all stand up as we get ready. To pray. That's my intro. Hallelujah. That's an intro right there. Amen. We got 20 minutes in. Intro. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Raymond took a part of that. Amen. All right. So don't, don't, don't blame it on me. Amen. All that's part of freedom. All that's part of forgiveness. That's an intro to an intro. But... Somebody say, but, but. I got to let it go. Somebody say, I. I have to let it go. You got to do it. You can't tell somebody to do it. You have to let go what you need to let go. You know what you need to let go. So, right now, I want you to really close your eyes and we're going to pray. And if you truly want to let it go, I'm here to let you know that the Holy Spirit will take it from you right now. He will take it. He will take it. And don't, don't worry about what he'll do with it because he's going to do something with it once it's taken and he's going to minister to the word, okay? okay, Here we go. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. Father, we just come before you. Holy Spirit, come. Come as we, Father, are, Father, experience your presence in this place through praise and worship and giving, Father God, for those that are here today, Father. I pray that you open up their ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. And Father, Lord, we ask you to take away those things that we are hoarding on to, those things of our past, those things that are anchors in our lives that don't let us go any further in the kingdom, Father God. And I pray that you send your Holy Spirit and his team to come and clean our hearts out, Father God, and remove all bitterness and hatred and, 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 and anger from the past, Father God, that these things that we're hoarding on to, Father God, and we ask you, Lord, to cleanse us, Father, right now. And so we pray right now, Holy Spirit, move. Move as you're already here and start to move upon the hearts of the people. And I pray that we don't become, we don't allow these to be, become anchored into our lives permanently, Father. But Lord, that we will remove them because we're handing them to you, Father. And Lord, we ask right now, and we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, move, take it away in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. What's that? I just heard something right now. Somebody says it's hard to forgive. Oh, man, I heard somebody say, I ain't, I ain't going to forgive. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm hearing some stuff out there right now. What's going on? Forgiveness, listen, forgiveness can be one of the hardest things to do can somebody say amen? amen yet listen it's a call by god it's part of our character as disciples of Jesus Christ it's a character quality listen that god wants each all of us to have inside of us each one of us we are called to forgive just as god has forgiven us in the same measure that was offered to us say me come on We are to offer to those who offend us. As we have learned on our Wednesday night series on the Lord's Prayer, forgive us of our debts as we what? Forgive our debtors. That's the only way forgiveness, true forgiveness is going to come to you, church. That you have to forgive those that offended you because God Almighty has forgiven you of your stuff. And so if you want to experience that, the same measure that God has given us, we have to offer to others. Paul here in Colossians offers a strategy, a game plan to help us live for God day by day. You ready to take some notes, Raymond? It's for you right here. No more struggles. We're going to break those struggles. Hallelujah. Amen. In, first, uh, in Colossians 3.13, it tells us that we have to have a forgiving attitude. The key, church, to forgiving others is remembering, listen, how much God has forgiven you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Well, let's be honest, amen. It's Isn't it hard to forgive those that have wronged us? Come on, yet God forgave us. You see, church, realizing God's infinite love and forgiveness helps you and I to love and to forgive others. I can only forgive because God's forgiven me. I can only truly let go because God has let go. When I start to think of the, of the things that God has forgiven me for, how can I hold something against someone else when He's forgiven me so much? And so when I start to look at His forgiving, uh, forgiveness towards me, His love towards me, I gotta, I say, why can't, why, I can't do this. I, I have to let this go. I, I can't hold on to this when God has let go of everything and erased everything from my life. So I'm going to give you three things. Somebody say three things. Three, always three. always three. <laughs> it's not a three. It's not a triple D here, amen. But three things to add to your life. Somebody say, I'm going to add some things to my life. These things that you can add to your life, listen, in order to experience freedom through forgiveness. I'm going to give you one today. That's all you can handle. I'm gonna give you one because that's all you can handle right now. I, wanna, I don't wanna overload you. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to leave a little bit of forgiveness, not like resentment, like, ah, that's too hard. <laughs> Amen. I'll give you the next two on next Sunday. Number one, you ready? The first one is to know. No. Somebody say no. no. Now, 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 this is not no. This is not known. It's like, I, no, I don't have to forgive. Oh, pastor, I can handle that one. Right? I can do that one. Amen. No, I don't have to forgive. Pastor said, no, no, it's no. It's no. That word right there. This is a big one, church. This is a big one. So I want to spend a little time on this one today. Amen? Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14 says this. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not cut away yet. Then God, somebody say God, God made you alive with Christ for he forgave you of all. Somebody say all. all. How many? All. little bit. All the sins. They say all my sins. all my sins. He canceled the record of charges. Come on. Come on. Charges against you and took them away by nailing them to the cross. Hallelujah. Come on, he, he took uh, the charges. Uh, he took the violations. Uh, he took everything that was charged against you, everything that you should have paid for, uh, you should have did time for. God says, I take it away. I nail it to the cross. Amen. The cancel, your charges have been dropped. Somebody say amen. You need to know how much God has forgiven you. And I'm here to tell you that God has forgiven you, listen, completely. Completely. That when you ask for forgiveness and you turn your life around, you repent of your ways, you ask him in your heart to forgive you of all your sins, he forgives you completely. He erases all your wrongs. Everything. The things that you said, man, I'll never be forgiven for this. Guess what? God forgives. These things that say, man, this is going to be a stain in my life. God erases it. You need to know that, church. It's only complete, listen, through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. If it wasn't for the cross, we'd still be unforgiven. We'd still be uncircumcised. We'd still be uncleaned. But because of the work of the cross, I'm here to declare that you are forgiven. Come on. Somebody say hallelujah. See, there is nothing. Listen, I want you to listen to this. There is nothing that God cannot or will not forgive. There is no sin too big or sin too small. See, before we believed in Christ... And we heard a story today of a testimony that, that was not in Christ. Before we believed in Christ, our nature was evil. That's right. Come on, we didn't think right. We didn't act right. Come on, I, we were we were we were dis, we, we disobeyed. Come on, we were rebels, and many of us ignored God. But as disciples, as believers, we take on a new nature. I say we take on a new nature. Come on. We have to understand that God says I've forgiven you so you can't be walking like that anymore. I've forgiven you so you can't be talking like that anymore. Come on. I've forgiven you and so your manners have to change. you got to ask me. i got to. I got to come in more and more that I, you can be more and more like my son. It's not like we, you know, it's not like in the old, the, you know, when we were kids, they made, come on, forgive me, forgive me, please, please. and They forgive you and they, ha, ha, ha you're going to do it again. No. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, we 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 go forgiven for the moment, for the spot, amen. But with here we got to understand, amen, that, you know, we, we're a new creation. When we come to the, the altar of God and we're serious with God, he comes, he says, you're forgiven, but take on the new nature. right, when you come to the altar church, let me tell you, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. He gives you a a, a friend that you can take home to help you be who you need to be for God. First Corinthians 5.17, we know this one. Come on. This means that anyone, anyone here belongs to Christ. It says if anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, the old life is gone. Somebody says, it's gone. It's bye bye. It is history. Sayonara. Bye. It's gone. Amen. Now, come on. Don't hold on to it. Don't hoard on to it. It is gone. It says a new life. Somebody say new life. new life. A new life begins. We may come into this church or whatever church that you walked into broken, disgusted, down and out. You hit the altar. Let me tell you, came broken, got Fixed you right here. He put you together right here. He started to work on you right here. He started to take that heart out, and you start to become that, you know, a soft heart. That's why this guy's crying now, amen, because his heart's changing, amen. Come on. He changed the heart, amen. Something happens inside. Something should happen inside. that your heart's getting fixed, and God starts giving you a new heart. And it starts to beat a different way. You start beating for the things of God. You start beating to be better. You, and it's not just a you know what, I got busted. I got caught in my hand in the cookie jar, so you know what, I better just go to the altar and do the thing, you know? The thing, you know, all of us. We're still, we're still doing this here. When God has already done it by the cross. See, we we're stuck in our own way still. We think we've got we to do this and a couple, couple of these and a couple of that and light a couple candles and we're done. Right? Next week we're doing the same thing again. But we do that here in, as Christians too. Week after week we're hitting the altar. Why? Because you weren't serious the, the week before. Your emotion led you. Your wife may have pushed you. But deep down inside, you didn't change. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. You have to come to a place in your life, church, where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Come on, your testimony, you say, God, if you're real, then change me. Come on, let me tell you, each time you pray that prayer, God will show you who he is. He'll show up, he'll show you, okay, are, are you serious? You don't know what you're saying, boy. Girl, you don't know what you're saying. You want me to show myself up? I'll show myself up. Boom, chocolate. Boom, boom. There they go. Bye-bye. Leave her there. Just leave her there. She's getting getting to know who I am. Or he'll call you out and just speak things that no one else knows. I know you. Let me tell you, he already wrote the book. He knows your beginning. He knows your end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the bright and morning star. He knows everything. He wrote your story. He knows the end story. See, God has crucified our old rebellious nature and replaced it with a new, listen, new loving Nature. Because why? We belong to Christ. And because God is what? Love. You see the penalty of sin with Christ uh, died on the on the uh, with Christ on the cross. And God has declared you and I not guilty, but forgiven. Come on, somebody say glory. Glory. We no longer have to live under sin's power. We are no longer a slave to sin. But you gotta understand, God doesn't make us his robots. He, he, you know, just because we get saved, we're like, you know, we become, his, and that's all we do. Time to worship. <laughs> come on, we don't walk out. Come on, we don't walk out like robots. We don't walk. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah we're just we're programmed now some of us may walk in like that but we walk out all thugged out come on that half hood comes out there's something about a half hood spirit in the church amen that we need to cast out we need to remove that, amen, because we're supposed to put on the new nature. Loving like God, amen. Not not all proud, not, not all prideful, not all this and that, amen. Uh, even in the kingdom of God, you can become a little prideful. I ask God, keep me humble. Keep me humble. Just like just like David prayed, pray, prayed, God, search my heart, God, find those hidden things and expose them. I don't want to think I'm too big or, or too saved. It's too save gives you a little religious spirit. I just want enough that I can still call on Daddy and say, I need you today. I pray that you you that's the way you woke up today. Thank you, God, for another day. I need you today. I need your strength. I can't do this by myself. So he we don't he doesn't make us as robots, Robert. robots. Robots? <laughs> what are robots? Hallelujah. I'm speaking. This England stuff. It's from England. Robots. I got a cleanse in my mouth. I'm sorry about that. It doesn't make us like robots. Amen. How many know that we're going to still feel like sinning? Come on, somebody say amen. It's all right. Come on, how many know that we're going to still feel like saying something wrong? Somebody say hello. How many know that we're going to still fall short at times? Come on, the Word of God says that. The difference here is that before we were saved, amen, we were slaves to our sinful nature, but now we are free to live for Christ. See, the first part of Galatians chapter 220, it says this. My old self. Somebody say my old self. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Somebody say in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, God has forgiven us unconditionally. Someone, somebody say amen. amen. Meaning that there is no strings attached to his forgiveness. God's forgiveness is true forgiveness. Once he forgives, he forgets. God doesn't say, well, I'll forgive you today, but tomorrow, well, I don't know. Psalms 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You see, when God, once God forgives, he doesn't mention it anymore. He throws it out. He doesn't throw it out to your face, amen. It's gone. When he says, I've forgiven you, it's a race. It never brings it back. It's not like, you know what? We we found some charges. We, we found an old, an old ticket that you didn't pay. We, 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 found, we found something back there. Amen. There's a warrant for your arrest. Amen. Come on. He doesn't bring this to you. Once he clears it out and you stand before the judge, you stand before God Almighty and he declares you forgiven and innocent. The next time you come to him when you fall or slip, he doesn't say, you know what? He doesn't bring the old charges back. He remembers them no more. He separates them from us. Micah chapter 7 verse 19 says this. Once again, you have... You will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. The Message Bible puts it like this in verse 18 and 19. Where is the God who compares with you? Wiping the slate clean of guilt, turning a blind eye and a deaf ear. You don't nurse your anger and you don't stay angry for long for your mercy is your specialty. That's what you love most and compassion is on its way to us you'll stamp out the wrongdoings and you will sink the sins our sins to the bottom of the ocean this is how god forgives church see god delights in showing his unfailing love he does not forgive grudgingly like some of us may do all right, you're forgiven. Yeah. I forgive you. Okay. I guess. He's done it a few times already. Hallelujah. He doesn't forgive us like that. You know, we don't come to him and we throw our, 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 our lives at the mercy of the court and, and all this. stuff. He goes, oh, okay, okay, get up, get up. You get, okay, I forgive you. Right? If he says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. If he says I'll never mention it again, he'll never mention it again. And see, these are some of the things within our lives of anchors, of things of violation of people. We said we forgive you, but in reality, it's still there. And if we are supposed to have the same character of God, And know the things that he has forgiven us for. Can you, can you think a little bit, a moment, what he's forgiven you for? I mean, you can just look back, even in your walk as with him, the things he's forgiven you for. And all that, when, when, each time you wake up and, and if you really see God into his presence, start to soak in his presence, he starts showing you things in your life. You think you're okay, but once you get in the presence of God, oh, my Lord. He starts dropping things. I came, I came yesterday morning, Saturday morning prayer. We have a different way of doing it. We're soaking in this presence. And our thing is, you know, I want you guys to soak. Don't ask them anything. We pray. you got your own prayer life. But when we come here, I want you to soak. And I, want to, I want you to empty yourself. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm laying down here, and He should start showing me things. I'm like, man, I still, that? And he says, you know what? I'm, I'm showing them because I'm removing them. Now that you're in my presence, I can show you something. So you're going to see some things, but I'm just going to remove it. Because in his presence, I know mean, you got to come clean. That's why Peter says, you know, when Jesus approached him, what did he say? Away from me. I'm a man with unclean lips. See, when you're in the presence of God, he exposes things not to embarrass you, but to set you free. How many want to be free in this place? Get into his presence and allow him to show you some things in your past. Because when you come to him, you're going to have to understand he's going to reveal some things. Not to hurt you, but to heal you. And he wants to take them. He'll take the hurt, the brokenness, everything that you're holding on to, church, because he loves you. He loves us. He wants to fix us. He wants us to live a life here on earth as it is in heaven. We can enjoy the benefits of freedom right here before, we, before the ultimate freedom comes. We're not just here to make it. Oh, God. We're dragging our, 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 our anchors. and Man, God, this is hard. Why doesn't he change and hurt change? My kids are driving me nuts. We got all these anchors, amen, of little things. But it's those little things that stop you. He says, God, I have something for you over, son. I got something over here for you, daughter. But I can't take you there. I can't even show you it because you're holding on to so much stuff back here. But if you want experience my freedom and you want to see all I can do through your life, give me those things and I'll take them from you. And if you don't know what they are, then come seek me and soak in my presence and I'll expose them to you. And I'll let you go. Come on, sometimes we're going through struggles and we don't even know what it is. Anybody been here like that? Yeah. We, we don't know what it is because we don't even know what the root is. We're just mad on the outside, but you don't know what caused that, that anger. And sometimes we look at other people like that and you say, man, there's something of a root inside of them. So instead of saying, they're always angry people. And, oh, I don't like that brother, blah, 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 and that sister, Ah, you know. <laughs> Why don't you pray and ask God, what is it in their lives that I can pray for? Because I, I don't know about you, but I want to see all you guys set free. That, that, that's a great joy for a passionate man. A breakthrough finally come. Deliverance finally come. Come on, healing finally come. Because you learned how to forgive. I'm just using things that he said. He goes, man, why couldn't I do this five years ago? (laughs) Some of us, we've been saved for 15, 20 years. Why didn't I do that when I got saved? And all we do is struggle in our salvation. And we make it from week to week, month to month. But there's really no freedom. We're saved, but we're not free. You love God, but you're not free. You're just here because you don't want to go to hell. You love God, but you don't know how to just let go. Come on. That's not how we're supposed to live for Christ. He wants you to experience freedom by forgiveness. See, freedom came when he forgave the whole world. He says, forgive them for they know not what they do. He forgave, listen, before he went back home. If we can forgive church, then his kingdom will come. Everything will come. Everything will be added to us. The Bible says to seek his kingdom and his what? Righteousness. You know, and everything will be added to your life. This is what God wants to add in our lives. And so there's things that are that, that, that are. That God wants to give us, but he can't give us because we've got so many things back here. So many anchors in our lives. So many things of holding on and grudges and unforgiveness. Listen, forgetting about it is not forgiveness. I'm going to forget about that person. Forget about her. Forget them. That's not forgiveness, church. All you did was throw another anchor. And it will come back and it will haunt you. God's freedom of forgiveness, the anchor is cut. And that's how he threw those sins of ours into the depths of the sea. That anchor will just be thrown into the depths of the sea. And you'll remember them no more. There are things that the Lord has erased from my mind. <laughs> he has. Because I don't want to remember the things I've done to my wife or my family or when I was backslidden. And sometimes my wife says, you know. I say, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not playing dumb. I says, he took it out. He doesn't, either, doesn't want me to relive it or to remember it. So he took it. <laughs> and so, what's that called when you don't remember things? Amnesia. That's what God gave me. <laughs> Amnesia. <laughs> And forgot? Now you guys can't use that. If you still remember, <laughs> babe, I, I don't know. I got, I got what Pastor got. <laughs> you, you, you can't use that because ultimately, God knows. God knows. They run with it. Well yeah. Woo. I'm put that in my back pocket. I don't remember, babe. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you are still holding on, you know, then you need to, rel- you need to let that go. For me, he took it away. For, for my benefit, for my wife's benefit, for us to move on. And even though she didn't believe me for a moment, God says, okay, don't worry about that. You're too focused. Because sometimes, how I many mean, we can be so focused on one little thing that we can't go forward. And sometimes God says, don't focus on that. Let that go. Let it go already. You know we're holding on to just dumb things. Come on, you're still remembering she didn't smile at me in 2007. I, I still remember that day. <laughs> Come on, we know the dress. We we know the color. Of the, we know everything. Come on, we ladies, men, we do this. I remember. Because when people start talking the past, they haven't truly forgiven you. And when they can go to detail, it's still etched in their minds. Why? It became, it became an anchor. Let's this, this, this clear everything out. I don't know about you. But I want to go forward. I want to go forward. I don't want anchors. in my mind back there. are walking like this. You know, we're anchored. We're anchored. We're anchored. Let's go forward. Right. See, God delights in showing us His unfailing love. He, and like I said, He doesn't forgive grudgingly, but He is glad when we repent truly. We truly repent, Church. God offers forgiveness to all who come back to Him. Isaiah chapter forty three twenty five says this: "I, yes, I alone, will blot out your sins." for my own sake and you will never think of them again. That's what God did for me on some things. He blotted them out and never thought of them. You don't think about them? I don't think about them. Why? Because I'm forgiven. The things that I have, he wants me to remember to get them right and to learn. But the things that are removed, if, he's not, if he removed it, I'm not going to go look for it. It's gone. Amen? As I close today, you have to know, listen, you have to know how much the Lord has forgiven you so that you, say I, can forgive others. Amen?